Vox Quick Hits. So this is a very special bonus episode of Worldly. This is our show on global politics and global affairs. And now this week we've been doing our Earth Month episode, which is about climate change specifically, using Nigeria as an example for a lot of the big problems. Very interesting, very important. But you're not here to hear about Nigeria. You are here to hear about the Super League, a very short experiment in soccer governance that uh, made a lot of people very, very angry and a lot of people very confused. So here we have uh, our resident European resident. So, someone who was actually incredibly angry. Yes, Sorry. yes, thank you, I Jen. Just, yes. Alex Ward, one of the extremely angry people, <laughs> is here to rant about it and explain why he's so angry. Alex is our co-host, and uh, he wants every episode to be about soccer, but... Now he really, really, really wants to talk about soccer. So so go ahead, Alex. Go talk about the Super League. Explain what it is and explain all of your feelings. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. For those listeners who want to hear me talk for five to 10 minutes just about the Super League, it's going to be great. Please stick with me as I basically just rant my way through this because I'm still pretty darn mad about this whole thing. Okay, so a quick backstory. There are multiple soccer leagues in Europe, right? Spain has one, France has one, Italy has one, Greece has one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is there's a yearly competition called the Champions League, where simply put, some of the best teams, the teams that did really well in the previous season, get to play in that annual tournament to see who is the best of Europe. So like, if I am, you know, Team Alex, FC, Alex is the best, and I come in first in Spain, I get to play in that Champions League tournament against the best teams from France and Germany and Denmark and elsewhere to win basically the European title. And the Champions League is considered like the greatest club competition in the world. It is super prestigious and almost any player in the world dreams of winning the Champions League. Okay. Now, I mention all this because what you need to know about this structure of this tournament is it's usually won by the best and richest teams. And usually the richer the team, the better the team, right? So... And that they can buy the best players, the best managers. They have tons of, you know, equipment, et cetera. Like, they, they are usually going to make it at least to the quarterfinals, if not semifinals or finals, or win it all. However, Europe, uh, and the Europe governing soccer body is called UEFA. That's all you need to know. Basically, UEFA has made it so that some teams that are not as powerful can play and give it a shot. So, like, the team that wins in Hungary, which might be some team from Budapest, let's say, very unlikely to win the Champions League, but they do get a chance to compete against some of the better teams from London or Madrid or Paris. And maybe, maybe not, they get to go far in the tournament. Very unlikely, that's a possibility. And that matters to soccer fans or anyone who likes sports because, frankly, we all like the upset story. Like, think of the Final Four, right? When all the top seeds make it to the Final Four, yeah, it's exciting, it's great basketball, but it's not as fun as when you have like that Cinderella story. So there is something within the soccer ethos, within the fandom, that not only do you have to earn your spot in a competition like the Champions League, but you also have to win on the field. Like any team on any given day can win. 
It's going to be unlikely for David to beat Goliath, but sometimes David wins. Okay, I haven't talked about the Super League yet, but you needed to understand that to understand why everyone got so upset about the Super League. The Super League was 12 of the richest, not necessarily the best, 12 of the richest teams in Europe basically decided to create their own Champions League called, you guessed it, the Super League. And so these were teams from England, from Italy, from Spain. And they basically said that, look guys, what the fans want, what they really want is the best teams to play each other basically all the time, right? Who would want to see Real Madrid versus some random team from Stockholm when you can watch Real Madrid versus Manchester United? Like, wouldn't that be better? And so the goal here was to create this Super League where these teams would compete no matter what in this tournament on an annual basis. And they would just fight each other for the best in Europe. Why does that matter? Because some of these teams, like right now, wouldn't qualify for the Champions League next year. But they're basically buying their spot in a new Super League, which would eventually supplant a Champions League. Now, this idea has been around since the 1960s, and it really kicked up since the 1990s. But it became a thing on this past Sunday because COVID really hit these teams really, really hard, right? They are richer teams. They will survive. But the richer the team, the larger the stadium, the larger the salaries. And so when you don't have fans in the stadiums because, you know, social distancing, they're not going to recoup those costs. So they basically thought if we create a super league, then we will attract TV sponsorships. We will attract endorsement deals. And we won't have to split costs with like smaller teams. And there's a whole back thing here about UEFA giving money of the proceeds to, to other organizations. That gets too complicated. But simply put, like the goal was to basically recoup costs. The president of Real Madrid, who also would serve as the chair of the Super League, admitted as much, saying like, look, this will save us financially and it will save football, uh, which was a ridiculous comment that I don't have the time to go to. Uh, okay, so... The Super League is going to exist, right? No, it's already dead within 48 hours. Here's what happened. Fans, like me, started railing against the Super League because, yeah, it is true that it's fun to watch some of the best teams play all the time. But it's also fun to watch the small teams thrive. And it's also unfair to the smaller teams for richer teams to say, we're going to go make our own club that you can't be a part of. You're making it completely impossible for a great story to develop. And you're taking away just the essence of not only soccer, but frankly, any sport, which is any team gets a shot to beat any team. I, I think of a story of Atalanta, which is a team from Bergamo, Italy. Bergamo uh, was massively hit by the coronavirus, right? You might remember there was one of the epicenters in the Lombardy region uh, early on. But Atalanta... Uh, Last season, two seasons ago, I don't remember time now, but fairly recently, you know, they're, they're not a wealthy team. They have money. They're not destitute by any means, but they're not, you know, in, anywhere near these 12 teams. They went deep into the Champions League and almost beat a superstar team with massive money from Paris. The fact that Atalanta got that far, almost beat this Paris team, and I believe the quarterfinals, was a massive story. The New York Times covered it. The world covered it. It became such a massive sense of pride for that for that city, for that town, to be like, look at all we've suffered through and look at what these players have done for us. A Super League gets rid of stories like that. It would kill 
like the Atalantas of the world. It would make them, you know, less rich. It would give them fewer opportunities on the world stage. It would give some players, um, you know, less visibility that perhaps are really, really good and could go on to, to onto another team. It would ruin the essence of the game. So it died. The fans basically killed it. Uh, you had Liverpool was one of the teams. You had them come out and put up, you know, signs outside the stadium and say no to the Super League. You had fans from Chelsea, a team in London, stop the team, the Chelsea team bus from getting into the stadium for a game to basically protest it until they had to have a club legend, Peter Cech, who was a former goalie, come out and like negotiate uh, the, the bus getting through. Um, and so immediately, I mean, really almost immediately, all six of the English teams backed out. One of the owners, uh, Liverpool's John Henry, who's American, uh, you know, apologized that this was my decision alone. I have I apologized to the fans. Arsenal apologized to the fans. And now other teams have followed, some in Spain and, and some in Italy. There's a lot more I could talk about this, but this, if you were wondering casually, why is everyone so upset about this Super League thing? This is why. They were killing the game. This was the team's rich trying to create a rich club league to get richer basically screwing over anyone else who believes in what the game is, which is a game for the fans, basically by the fans, and for any team to win on any given day. End of my rant. Thanks for joining me. I would talk about this so much more. There's so much more to talk about. Um, but I wrote an entire explainer on the Super League, which you can read at Vox.com. Um, and, or you can just email me uh, or the Worldly team at worldly at vox.com, and I have a lot more I can discuss. Uh, but thanks for joining uh, what I'm now going to lovingly call Alex's Power Hour, even though it only lasted like 10 minutes. All right, bye. <laughs>